Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then isn't it worth the cost? Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf Vega, and today I am with Jake Jarvis. Howdy, folks. We're recording to you on Black Friday, and we are recording for Wreck It Ralph 2. Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck It Ralph 2. Oh, bad title, but neither here nor there. Let's talk about the movie itself. Now, let's talk about the 3D element. Um, I went to go see this, and I went to go see an early screening, and it was in 2D only, unfortunately. So I did not have the pleasure of watching this movie in 3D. Jake, you did. Tell me all about it. Okay, well, uh, like most uh, animated 3D um, movies, they had the opportunity to do really great 3D. They kind of dropped the ball on it, unfortunately. Not to say what they had didn't look nice. It's very good. I recommend it if you are really into tunes, Wreck-It Ralph, or 3D uh, animation in 3D. But they just dropped. The biggest ball they dropped was when they were doing pop-ups, which anybody who's been on the Internet for any length of time has been hit by a tornado once or twice. Now, this being a Disney film, I did not expect a porn NATO, but it would have been nice to use 3D to actually demonstrate pop-up. It was just dying to be, and they didn't do it once. They just made pop-ups. It was a kind of a carny street vendor holding up signs Yeah, in the movies. Pop-ups are a legitimate part of the movie story, so we're not Mm going to get that into it, but it could have, you know done that. Now, when I watched it, um, there was a very early scene with the football. I imagine that scene being really nice in 3D. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, there's there, yeah, there were a couple of moments like that, but there's so few and far between. And Slaughter Race, they really should have framed a lot of the racing scenes more to put more in-your-face action and stuff. Uh, this was, uh, I mean, this had even less inner 3D stuff than the first one. Uh, which, I mean, it's not bad. I just expected more. Huh? And I just wasn't going to hand uh, a great thing just because it's animated 3D. Because I didn't, I mean, I thought the Grinch had better 3D than this, and I didn't give it a grade either. Now, what about the princesses? How'd they look in 3D? Okay, they look nice. In fact, they took a lot of the um, comments people had about some of the features of some of the ethnic um, princesses and made them look less white because that was one of the complaints people had of the that they had made Jasmine look too hate and stuff. And some of the other ones just look just too generic and cookie cutter. Uh, 
I don't want a Wreck-It Ralph 3 movie. I want a Prince Disney Princesses movie by the people that did this movie. That was the highlight of the whole movie, was that big thing with the princesses. That was awesome. Now, um, is there any other examples you want to talk about the 3D that you'd be like to like or, or not? Okay, it's, it's neither here nor there. It's just, it doesn't really stick out. It's just, it's there, but it's, I don't think you would get, if you saw this in 2D, I don't, you would, you're basically getting the same movie. There's no enhanced value in the 3D. So what would you give it as a product? It sounds like you, you liked it overall. I would give it, yeah, I would give it a good 3D. Okay. Very good 3D. Yeah, if you like, if you like, if you will, if you're a tune head, you really like 3D, go see this in 3D. If you don't really care, don't waste the money. Save it for, save it for Harry Potter. You've got to see that in 3D. The new Fantastic Beast, you know, that was great 3D. podcast is brought to you by 3D Wiggle. With 3D Wiggle software, you can impress your family and friends with 3D GIFs and videos. To find out more information, please click on the link in the description for 20% off coupon as well. This podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. With Patreon, you can become a patron and get this podcast commercial free and get many more benefits. Please click on the description again to get more information. Now, back to the show. Okay. So, let's go on to the movie itself. Since I did see this, um, this is a hard movie to review. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, so, Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph Breaks, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2. It's the official title, which I hate, by the way. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a strange but familiar movie. It continues the story from the original Rocket Ralph movie, but also serves as like a meta commentary on internet pop culture. Now, um, it's set six years after the events of the first movie, and it's actually, you know, this movie came out six years afterwards, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The original Rocket Ralph is kind of like a toy story for video games, where, you know, all the video game characters live in their arcade units. In the arcade, in a arcade, and once the you know all the the store closes down, they get to do whatever they want to do and just hang out and have their adventures. And you know this continues that story with Ralph and Vanellope being the two main characters coming back. I mean, there's quite a few of them that come back, but not as many as I would thought. And not mm-hmm. one major character, which everyone was wondering about in the first one. And everyone was thinking it would be in the second one, and it's not. Which, I'm kind of bummed that they didn't include the character. Do we mention mm-hmm. him, or just not say, because uh, it's, you know, obvious who we're talking about with the video game characters? Uh, uh say. Alright, uh, it's kind of a spoiler, but um, it's, Mario's not in there. And I, I think that's really stunning, that... If anything, Bowser was in the first one more than than I was thinking he would, and now this is like completely avoid of Nintendo Nintendo characters. It's really out there. Yeah. So I'm wondering what's going on with Nintendo and Disney. 
they know they have a, a deal with um, Universal and, and Illumination with the Mario movie, but I mean, I, why would they not? Would they actively get him not in this movie at all? You know. It but, sounds like uh, it sounds like that's what went down. Oh, did you catch some of the uh, really sly? I mean, this movie. I had to keep pinching myself to believe this was actually a Disney movie because the snark was on tough. I mean, damn, I thought this movie was written by the Wendy's Twitter feed. I mean, some of the scenes were on fire with the snark. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my favorite bits of snark was uh, during the Disney princess scene when uh, Penelope is introducing the princesses to comfortable clothing. You see the bat, you hear the bat, da 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 music, and the spinning thing from the 60s TV show. Mm-hmm. See, Fox has a deal, had a deal with Batman on television like Universal has with the Hulk and Namor. And now that Disney owns Fox, it's theirs now. And they just put Warner Brothers on notice. It was hysterical. Now, the way they the, did it. Let's get back to the plot of this movie. Um, so there's like a scene where, you know, Vanellope is trying to, uh, I guess, getting bored with your scenario. And, you know, which is understandable. Um, and Ralph goes in there and plays with things. And then which causes an issue with the game malfunctioning and causing it to break. And now she has an existential crisis where um, the unit, arcade unit that she lives in, may not function anymore. So they have to find a solution, which eventually leads them to go out on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Now, the existential crisis they mentioned is actually really interesting. They kind of started talking about this in the first Wreck-It Ralph movie, but they kind of just dropped it and moved on. And they kind of did that. They kind of did it to a degree, but they got a little more into it, you know. Because there's a lot of ramifications of what happens to video game characters if their arcade machine goes away, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they the, basically become homeless, which they don't really explain other than you assume they kind of live in the arcade space uh, with Q-Bert. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they go on the Internet, and then you know, they have to find, you know, something to be able to fix it. And then um, the movie is pretty fast-paced, and the story itself feels kind of like a rehash of the original movie, but switched up where Vanellope is the one having the crisis and said, Right. Mm-hmm. Now, the premise of the movie actually dealt with fairly quickly. And the real meat of the movie is the second half, where it goes into some bizarre stuff. Yeah, uh, Ralph has a real toxic reaction to Penelope wanting to uh, do something other than run around in sugar rush. Uh, which is a which was was a great representation of toxic fandom and how much do I uh, spoil or just how many spoilers for the 
Okay, uh, Ralph gets himself a uh, virus to let loose, and uh, and we find out, yeah, Ralph wrecks the internet because it goes through the internet. This virus, yeah, toxicities. So, yeah, it gets into a lot of meta jokes too, and a lot of fourth wall breaking, and like they don't care about the rules they mm-hmm. established. Now that's where it kind of lost me because. It seems like all the rules they established in the first movie are just put out the window. And I have a problem with that because the rules that they're establishing were made some kind of sense, and now they could do whatever they want with the plot. And that's where it's like, hey, wait a minute here. You could do anything and anything, and there's no – it just kind of goes into a wacky area where it's kind of – I can't suspend my disbelief enough. It's just – too out there for me. I don't want to spoil hmm. things further, but do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, well, they got into a little um, psychiatry, because uh, I mean, because Ralph was supposed to represent toxic uh, fandom. I mean, that's how I took it. And they were kind of going out there with a few I wouldn't say exactly Jungian, but they were headed in that area. Because uh, with having uh, that the virus spreads by uh, insecurity and anxiety, uh, you know, was interesting. But I, I was bothered, but I wasn't that bothered by some of the changes in canon because the Internet is a much different space than the arcade. If anything, I was laughing. I was like, you know how similar to Tron this is in the strangest way. Now, the, the strengths of this movie really are pretty nice. The humor mm-hmm. is top-notch, really, you know, and the heart in this movie really touched me and I almost wanted to cry in one scene. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. And mm-hmm. um, the, the, the emotional core is perfectly balanced. And, you know, the laughs come often, the jokes really fit. I do wonder if some of the roasting of contemporary internet pop culture, if that will be there, make sense in the future. But for Probably now, Probably not. Works. Yeah, we're going to have to explain this to 10 years to people. Uh, but some of the jokes, and some of the jokes were subtle. Like, I really loved the way Disney took a rip at uh, Pixar about Brave. When they yeah. had, um, and she could, everybody's was, huh, what'd she say? And they're like, we don't understand her either. I about fell out of my chair. <laughs> now, I unlike, <laughs> yeah, um, unlike the Emoji movie, it knows how to do pop culture references without stopping the film to a halt and being like a yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is like the anti-Emoji movie. The voice acting was, was great, and, you know, the emotional element really worked. Um, you know, in some ways, I feel like this movie is, like, pandering to me because I'm a gamer. I'm a, you know, I love the Internet culture. Or not love it, but I feel comfortable in it, and I'm a movie fan. So it has everything there for me. Now, it may make me more critical to it because I get all the things uh, where some casual moviegoers may totally not get some of the things. Now, overall, I like it. And I was so frustrated by all the things, the rules they broke in this. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm, my final verdict is that I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. What do you think? 7. 
same. Uh, okay. Because, yeah, because, you know, my seven is basically, I thought it was really good. I'll watch it again. But you got some, you have some serious flaws that just keep me from making it great. Okay. So, and, um, and that's kind of how I felt about this movie. I feel, I guess we're in agreement here. Um, mm-hmm. so that's going to be it for the spoiler free podcast. Uh, we're going to have to really go into it with the spoiler one because it is really, really hard to talk about this movie without massive spoilers because the second half of this movie feels like a different movie from the first. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some really out there stuff that we have to, I'm dying to talk about. So, you know, this is the end of this podcast, but to be continued for more, if you want more and get spoilers, then uh, listen to the spoiler one because we're going to go into it. So that's it for now. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Before this podcast ends, I want to give a thank you to my patrons. Right now, we have a one patron, which is David from Spain, and I want to thank you for your financial support. All right, so that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon, and the link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They don't put it everywhere. Just look for us, 3D or 2D. And, of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter... Our email address is email 3D42D at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone.